Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Luke chapter 7. When Jesus had finished saying all of this to the people who were listening, he entered Capernaum. There, a centurion's servant, whom his master valued highly, was sick and about to die. The centurion heard of Jesus and sent some elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him, This man deserves to have you do this, because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. So Jesus went with them. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to him to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you myself. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard all of this, he was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. Then the men who had been sent returned to the house, and they found the servant well. Soon afterwards, Jesus went into a town called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her, and he said, Don't cry. Then he went up and touched the funeral bier that they were carrying him on, and the bearers stood still. He said, Young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man then sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. They were all filled with awe and praising God. A great prophet has appeared among us, they said. God has come to help his people. This news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and around the surrounding country. Now John's disciples told him about all of these things. Calling two of them, he sent them to the Lord to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? When the men came to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist sent us to ask you, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? At that very time, Jesus cured many who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits, and he gave sight to many who were blind. So he replied to the messengers, Go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight. The lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. After John's messengers left, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear expensive clothes and indulge in luxury are in palaces. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. 
This is the one about whom it is written, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. I tell you, among those born of women, there is no one greater than John, yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. All the people, even the tax collectors, when they heard Jesus' words, acknowledged that God's way was right because they had been baptized by John. But the Pharisees and the experts in the law rejected God's purpose for themselves because they had not been baptized by John. Jesus went on to say, To what then can I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They're like children sitting in the marketplace and calling out to each other, saying, We played the pipe for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not cry. For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and you say, Here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by all of her children. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at his table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar full of perfume. As she stood behind Jesus, at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured the perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were really a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she's a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii, and the other owed him 50 denarii. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the greater debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house, and you did not give me any water for my feet. But she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her own hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. In verse 6, Jesus was approached by a group representing a centurion who had a servant who was sick. Now, centurion was a Roman soldier. He was a, a military officer, and this particular centurion apparently had financed the construction of the synagogue at Capernaum. I've actually been to that synagogue. And so because he was a friend of the Jewish people and had treated them well, they came to Jesus and said, you need to help this man. And so Jesus was going to the man's house to pray for his servant. 
But the centurion was so humble, he didn't feel like he was worthy enough to have Jesus even come visit his house. So he said, just say the word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus responded with amazement, saying that not even in Israel had he found this kind of faith, that the centurion believed that Jesus not only had the authority to heal his servant, but he didn't even have to be there to do it. He just had to say the word and that healing would flow long distance to his servant. And of course, that's exactly what happened. Jesus healed the man without ever having seen him, without having laid hands on him, without having to go to the centurion's house. He just released healing according to the man's faith. And we have the testimony in the Gospel of Luke of this man's great faith. Now, John the Baptist was in prison in this chapter, and he sent disciples to ask Jesus if he was the one who was to come or if they should wait for someone else. Imagine John was having a a moment of doubt. You know, he had recognized Jesus as the Lamb of God. He had said the one coming after him would baptize men in fire and uh, in the Holy Spirit. And here he was languishing in prison, ultimately to be executed by Herod's son. And so he was having his doubts. And uh, Jesus sent back this message and said, Go report to John what you've seen. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, and those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Now, all these were hallmarks of the Messiah who was to come. And so the disciples of John took him back that report. And Jesus also said to John and to us, Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. And so we're not to lose hope, even if things are looking bleak. And then this chapter finishes with a story of a lady's extravagant love, a lady who loved Jesus very much, who was a a sinner, found out that he was having a meal at a Pharisee's house. And she came in weeping and brought an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume. And the Pharisee that was hosting the dinner was offended that this sinful woman would come into his house and uh, began kissing Jesus' feet and crying over his feet and putting the perfume on his feet and all this. And so Jesus asked the Pharisee whether someone who is forgiven much or someone who's forgiven little will love more. And the Pharisee responded correctly that the person who is forgiven the greater debt will love the more. And of course, Jesus was alluding to this woman having the greater sins than the Pharisee, but also she had the greater love than the Pharisee because she had been forgiven of her many sins by Jesus. And um, in saying this, he was rebuking the Pharisee. In verse 47, Jesus said, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown, but whoever has been forgiven little loves little. Then Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say to themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Now, I want to just talk about that for a moment. No matter who you are, no matter what kind of life you've lived, you have a debt to God you can never pay. That's the debt of your sins. I have the same debt. My sins separate me from God, and your sins separate you from God. Only Jesus can pay the price for our sins. Only Jesus can forgive that debt like he did this woman. And he's here to forgive you today. He's here to forgive me today. But we must call on him and confess our sins and ask him to take away our our sins. And when he takes away those sins, we love him because he's been so gracious to us. He first loved us, but he forgives us. He makes all things new.
And so, Lord, we confess our sins. We confess that our sins are greater than we have the ability to pay. Lord, we ask you to forgive us our debts, forgive us our sins, just like you forgave this sinful woman. Forgive us. And Lord, just like this sinful woman who loved you much when she was forgiven, Lord, may our love be extravagant. May our love for you be lavish and ever-growing. Lord, teach us to love, to receive love from you and extend love to you. We thank you now. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.